Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Plymouth Rock, whereupon we declare this. In the name of God, amen. We whose names are underwritten, the loyal subjects of our dread sovereign, Lord King James, by the grace of God, of Great Britain, France, and Ireland, King, Defender of the Faith, and etc., having undertaken for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith in the honor of our king and country, a voyage to plant the first colony in the northern parts of Virginia, do by these presents solemnly and mutually, in the presence of God and one another, con- covenant and combine ourselves together into a civil body politic for our better ordering and preservation and furtherance of the ends aforesaid, and by virtue hereof do enact, constitute, and frame such just and equal laws, ordinances, acts, constitutions, and offices from time to time as shall be thought most meet and convenient for the general good of the colony, unto which we promise all due submission and obedience. In witness whereof we have hereunto subscribed our names at Cape Cod the 11th of November in the reign of our sovereign Lord King James of England, France, and Ireland the 18th, and of Scotland the 54th, Anno Domini 1620, signed the Future GM's podcast. Welcome, boys. Here, here. My name is Alex Offord. Here, here, here. That was uh, one and a half sentences. <laughs> uh, we'll I'm start. not sure what just happened. Uh, uh, we're starting early with the Wi-Fi issues for Keegan. We thought this was going to be an issue. We didn't know how long it was going to last. <laughs> Keegan's distraught about upset. it. Very uh, hey, man, get an Ethernet cable. Um, Chill. Keegan's here. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for y'all, just the people around me. I'm surrounded by just. This might not. This might not be sustainable. This might not be sustainable. Um, Should I just leave? (laughs) If you could hold it to like four or five words at a time, I think we could we could hold it down. But it's one word. Once it gets past that, um, it gets a little shaky. Brady, what are you thankful for this week? I am thankful that. I'm drinking an ice cold, cold fresca right oh now. My God, Future... man! <laughs> Future GMs is not currently brought to you by Fresca, but we're working on it. Yeah, have... Mary Thomas a Fresca Fresca tip collab merch. Add a, add a splash of cranberry. Brought to you by oh, uh, Mary Thomas it. Cohen. Uh, Seth Comfer, what are you thankful for this week? You know, I'm really thankful for these garlic parmesan pretzel crisps. They're incredible and low calorie. You know, brush your teeth afterwards. I, I don't know when this I already be- did mouthwash. This, I don't know when this part of the podcast became just free ads left and right, but we'll go with it. Taylor, round us out. What are you thankful for? I don't have an ad. I'm thankful for family, uh, specifically my wife. We have a ladybug infestation, and and uh, so, they'll, write, they'll write about the massacre in the history books. Uh, with it was, whew, it was a sight to behold, and there's no more ladybugs. So good. Thanks, Alex. Got to get them. Ladybugs were more of a more of a warm summer you know late spring type deal it's been warm uh we're wait we're hoping for the cold it's gonna be in the 30s pretty soon here um so you keep it <laughs> uh so to, hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll really disappear hopefully they'll really disappear i thought they, ladybugs out, were good uh, luck that's what everyone says but they smell bad and and when there's a lot in your house and she's scared of them they're not as fun i mean a rabbit's foot's good luck but if you found a hundred in your bed wouldn't <laughs> like it you wouldn't I'd be very lucky <laughs> I would take it as a sign. Um, throw a lot of money on Washington money line. <laughs> the return wouldn't be that good. I guess this week. No, this week it wouldn't be that good. They're probably Washington State. They're probably favored by like eight. Anyway, 
Welcome to the Thanksgiving episode, the singular episode this week of the Future James podcast. Um, what I read earlier to start the podcast was the Mayflower Compact, for those that were slightly confused. Um, I don't think anyone out there was. I, it, personally, I recognized it the second I saw it. But, Immediately. Um, yeah. Um, well, we had five guys lined up for the podcast, so the starting five was not going to be an issue. And then Keegan had some issues so now the starting five is the starting four like it was last week um we'll see if keegan can make it back on but we'll start with with this i gotta my starting five is simply a question Mm. it's a topic we've sort of avoided for the life of the podcast um haven't brought it up much the question is who does um auburn hire to be their next football coach when they fire Hugh Freeze in two years. I, I, I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Brady. I've got people. Yeah, I've got I've got my finger on the pulse of uh, yeah. what's happening in the sports world. Um, people were talking about, you know, would Deion Sanders be the right fit? You know, they're not going bowling anymore. Would, would Hugh Freeze be the right fit? I said it from the jump. No. Um, you know, somebody that I think would leave his current job uh, in order to come to a more prestigious pro- program, you know, he definitely wouldn't come to, to A&M, but he'd, he'd come to Auburn, Mike Norvell. He's going to leave Florida <laughs> State, take a stab at the the SEC has more to offer than the ACC does. It's better resources, better program, better better talent. Um, he wouldn't go somewhere like, you know, College Station, nothing like that. But somewhere with a tradition and history of winning, um, right. Mike Norvell. Rich. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking Dan Lanning, but I like the Mike Norvell call as well. Um, I think you got to at least reach out to Kirby. Uh, just see where he, where the, what the yeah. temperature is. They there. were supposed to hire him in 2013. That's true. We're, you know, does he go to Georgia? Probably, but we were a step away from a dynasty. Simple as that. We'll step a phone call away. Well, all we had, literally, all we had to do was let him coach for Bama in the championship game, or in the playoff, or whenever I think it, was it would have been the championship tech. game. Yeah, yeah. So because we went to we hired Gus and then went to the national championship game the next year, but that's all we had to do. And look, I'm not a decision maker for the Auburn Tigers, but if it was a dynasty that I had in my hand, I would have let the guy coach for Bama for an extra game. Yeah. That that's probably just something I would have decided to do. It's a fair trade off. Yeah. Um, I think Travis Williams, if he can get a steady DC job, maybe take the reins from Hugh whenever Hugh flames out. It's fired for cause. Um, yeah, it was, it was rough. I don't know how many of y'all watched the, watched the game this weekend. Um, I've, I don't know how, how often I've been more disappointed, not even like sad. Like I've been sadder about an Auburn loss, but this really Mm -hmm. did feel like your kid getting caught drinking at 16 or something like that. Like, I don't like it. That I, Honestly, that wouldn't bother me as much as what happened. Like I could get over yeah, that's that. That's like this a sign of respect. I, th- I think the kid has to be 12 for it to be kind of <laughs> on, right. the same, on the same it's level. Like walk, walking into your kid, his chair's face of the computer. You know, you know what you think it's, it's happening. But <laughs> he turns the corner and he's just sniffing markers. That's what it's like. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, you have high hopes. Just destroyed Arkansas. You think, oh, we're going to become a man today. Not saying that what he was hypothetically doing is a good thing, but sniffing markers is a bad thing. 
We're an explicit pod. What a pull, man. <laughs> what, what, what a work there from Seth to land that plane. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts about it other than deeply upsetting to watch. I mean, it's other the single than, worst loss in Auburn history. I, I, I put some thought to this, guys. I really did. Um, everybody's going to say, you know, we can't hold, we being Auburn, can't hold the Louisiana Monroe loss over Saban. You know, they lost that his first year. Maybe it's a rite of passage. Maybe you got to drop one of those you buy-in games. You know, you had to pay your dues, so to speak. I think we lost 1.8 mil. That's just mm-hmm. a drop in the bucket for a dynasty. So buckle up. Hey, that's up. a Cam Coleman right there. Right. The next six, hey, the next 16 years, Southeast is out. The nation's ours, guys. Come on. Put, put that there. Come on. Hey, just go beat Bama. That's really all it is. Go beat, Bama. go beat Bama. I mean, if we beat Bama, <laughs> I I mean, yeah, it would completely wash it away. I don't care at all about, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't really care that we lost it happened anyway, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to search the Yale Monroe game versus Alabama to see what that game looked like. They lost well, twenty-one to fourteen. Yeah, they my didn't parents get dominated. My parents uh, came home irate from that game, and it looking back is awesome. Yeah, that's what, that's um, when you started becoming Auburn Auburn boy. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Look, if Hugh Freeze wins multiple national championships, then yeah, this was worth it, I guess. But. Man, is it not uh, hope inspiring? But you know what are you gonna do? It's all right. Just I mean, not. The season, I mean, you could the not. Season was a wash State. anyway. It's all about recruiting now. Just do your job. Do your job. Eight wins sounds a lot cooler than six, though. Mm. Um. Yeah. Anyway, someone else can go on with their starting five. Hopefully, it's a little more upbeat and not. Yeah. So horrible. mine. I'm deciding to talk about football. Um, I'm going to go with the excessive NFL fines after games. Mm. I've been seeing this on Twitter. And um, just to name off some notable ones, Odell got fined 10 grand for taunting, for running with a peace sign. Josh Jacobs got fined 22,000 for lowering his head. Dante Foreman got fined 60 grand. I mean, I'm not pocket watching here, but that's what a lot of people make in a year. Not pocket watching. And they're getting fined for that for running hard with the football. Like what are we doing, guys? Like who who makes that who gets that money? And how did the NFLPA negotiate a deal to where you can get fined sixty grand for running with your head down? I mean, we're just playing ball. What are we supposed to do? And so I will say I sorry, Seth. I think the NFL PA is is the worst PA out of all the PAs. And NBA PA gets a lot of flack. NFL man, we can't we can't hey, get grass. The NFL fields. owns that league. Can't get grass fields. We're still playing on turf. You know we can't lower our head. What are we supposed to do? Just like run in for a big hug, a little group hug? No, get the first down. But no, that's sixty grand, and I think that's ridiculous. I'll uh I'll piggyback because my uh. I'm sorry if I was going to be eerily similar, but you didn't go the direction I thought you would. Um, you know, again, positional value in the starting five. I want a bruiser, right? I want a center. Last week, I wanted a long center. This one, I want a bruiser. I don't want somebody that's going to take you to the woodshed. Okay, I'm think, I'm talking 1980s, bad boys, Detroit Pistons, Bill Lambeer. All right, bruiser. Mm. 
Okay. I want Kareem Jackson last night. All right. Against Joshua Dobbs. Didn't even get called for a penalty on the play. Suspended four more games for, for unnecessary roughness for, for being risky. Guys, I watched the replay. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, would he get ta- called for targeting in college ball? Yeah, probably. But that ain't a four game. He's already, he's already been suspended. He got a four-game suspension earlier this season, reduced it to two. You know, great negotiating skills, guys. 50%? Come on. Come on. Who's his agent? I need him. Uh, The fact that he wasn't penalized on this play really frustrates me because if the the NFL is, I mean, exceptionally uh, cognizant of protecting quarterbacks, and if on that play the refs didn't deem it necessary to call something, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know they got every angle in the book. I don't know if I like it, but uh, Kareem Jackson laying the the, the power on the, Joshua Dobbs last night. The, That's my uh, bruiser. The three tenets of targeting are crown of the helmet, launching like in the tackle, and then hitting uh, in the the head and neck region. Three for three on that hit. He, I yeah, mean, he okay. really he cleaned the slate on him. He went, yeah. Through the perfect tackle, um, well, that's the most illegal possible tackle. But yeah. I haven't even seen the hit yet. Oh my gosh, he's fine. You don't see a lot of you it's don't see a lot of leaping hit. like that though. I mean, it, he really it was, a, it was a leap. It was a leap. He speared him. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Call it in the moment. Don't give him a four game suspension. I don't think that was an inherently dirty hit. You know, rub some dirt on it, Josh. You'd be all right. I don't know. I don't know. Shout out for safety. Football guys have uh, do not care about CTE, not at all. <laughs> I mean, it was. I just saw it, and it was a, it was a pretty good spear. But it, I mean, it, he hit him in the nipple. He's fine. He's preventing nipple? him getting the that first down. Low. We're an explosive. That's shot what it was. Explosive pod. We've already seen what CTE can do with Marquise Mays today on Twitter. So let's just have a little more crazy. care. Let's have a little more care for for those for these young men with CTE. Now right, why? Why let a man have a four point uh, in? Uh, uh, why let a man graduate with a four point in aerospace engineering when you could just ruin his brain forever? <laughs> yeah, facts. facts. Well, he is the, you know? <laughs> the gold standard of brains. Let's just bring him <laughs> down to our level, take him down a notch. I mean, he would have been revered in the forties for his for his intellectual power, and now he's not going to be able to speak to his family at, at forty nine. So it's great. Well, I think football is a great sport. It's awesome. I mean, maybe you know he's a four zero and he's a four zero aerospace aerospace engineering student from Tennessee, guys. If I didn't clarify that a couple pods ago, let me clarify it now. But he's a genius. You give him CTE, he's coming out like Seth. All right, serviceable, smart, great, great vision. It's a three five. It's a three five, guys. Right. He's smart enough. He'll be fine. <laughs> we got Seth Comfer and Josh Dobbs. Same two player. smart young men. <clears throat> uh, for me, I, you know, that's enough football. Um, I believe his last pod, y'all talked about how the MVP and the, the awards in general for baseball last far too long. I agree with that. But MVPs were announced finally. And, uh, you know, with just the four, although Keegan's back now, I actually had two, two go to the week – or, sorry, two starting five so it could fill, uh, fill it. It's going to be Shohei Otani and Ronald Cunha Jr., 
Both have phenomenal seasons. Ronald 41-73, uh, you know, homers and bags, uh, hit real well. And Otani, of course, did Otani things. But my, my starting five is going to be the Braves having both of these players on the same team for the next decade. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that's pretty exciting. Um, so shout out Braves country and shout out uh, the two MVPs of the NL NAL, Ronald and Shohei. Who wins it next year when they're – Playing We're on the same team, in the same league. <clears throat> Shohei yeah. probably wins an well, MVP. So he Shohei the Cubs to a World Series. <laughs> Shohei's not pitching next season, so mm. and so he'll, he'll just be DHing. So I don't know if the WAR is going to be as high as you like. Uh, I mean, Ronald had more WAR than him, more hitter WAR than him this year by a pretty wide margin. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe Ronald repeats. I mean, I, I tell you what, I didn't start this or podcast like, thinking Taylor would be pro WAR. That's crazy. I hate war. I I, I say F war. War is a bad thing. <laughs> this is F4. my favorite stat. I'm That's speaking F war, Alex. I'm speaking F war. Fangraphs okay. war. Good. Okay. Hashtag F war. Hashtag F war. Well, the only way Otani's on the Braves is if he accepts a two year contract for five million dollars and a pack of gum. That's what's wrong with with MLB Twitter. Braves <laughs> shell out cash. It's just smart. We have yeah, the same way gas stations shell out cash. <laughs> Shohei might make minimum wage if he plays for the Braves. <laughs> Braves had like the sixth highest payroll. I mean, the it's Braves. in the same ballpark as a GameStop return policy. Yeah, easy. They have the sixth highest payroll because they're giving freaking Ozuna seven thousand dollars for every woman he beats. <laughs> okay, That's crazy. That would only be seven thousand dollars. He's only beat the one woman, and she hit him first. Oh, thank not goodness. saying anything <laughs> right oh, thank about God, it, man. He is pro just... war. <laughs> Man loves war. Loves... Now, Marcel had for... a great bounce back year as well. Shout My out prediction Marcel. for NL MVP next year is whoever plays second for the Rockies. Don't know who that's going to be. It doesn't really matter because sometimes Brandon Doyle. Baseball's, baseball baseball's just like that, where some rando Brandon. just wins MVP. Um, shouts out Cody Josh Bellinger. Donaldson. <clears throat> hey, shout Auburn out Auburn Josh legend Gunnar Henderson, though. And Auburn legend Josh Donaldson, for that matter. I mean, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle. Hey, Keegan. F4. F4. <laughs> Just Eagle. Remember remember the uh, the professor who got on Twitter and was like, oh, I can never say War Eagle because it endorses war, even though I work at Auburn. And everyone was just like, hey, quit being a nerd. That was awesome. You got him. Um, Keegan is on the Zoom. He's frozen. It, it, he's definitely frozen, so it's very yeah. difficult to tell. Exactly what his status is. Um, he's down. Okay, he's, oh, gone. he's gone. So he's out of here. Um, Zoom straight up crashed. He says. Good. Good. Yeah. He's no sideways stuff. Keegan's going through it. Um, he's had better times. We could. We could start Thoughts a GoFundMe. We yeah. We could start a GoFundMe for like building a studio. Maybe. Um, there's GoFundMe's for like children with disease and stuff. But this is yeah. important. Or we this could try to get a hundred Twitter followers. Yeah, we got the F war, uh, GoFundMe because we Can't hate pay. war. If you hate war, donate here, guys. That that professor at Auburn would would <laughs> donate. They hate war. Um, yeah. If you listen to this, share it. You know, share the twice. Share the episode. Share the the Twitter. You know, we need more listeners, more people to join. Set the, up, you know, set up your grandmother Spotify. Allow her to listen every week. Just just put it on. She won't even hear it. Tell your slightly problematic cousin Probably. 
or uncle this week at Thanksgiving that you're gonna love these guys. You know, hey, you get to you get to Thanksgiving dinner. Uncle wants to talk politics. Say, say, Uncle Joe, I don't want to talk politics unless you've heard my favorite political podcast. He doesn't need to know (laughs) we talk sports. The Future GMs podcast. All right, and he's gonna think it means the future uh, generational men podcast that's what mm. that stands for because we're talking politics baby all right yes, sir and Brady, you have been talking politics uh a couple weeks ago yeah i i did talk <laughs> politics i mudslinging I mudslinging yeah it was my go to the week they were just being mean and it's politics can be funny if we just don't have any strings attached because mean people can be funny hashtag bring back bullying um i'm gonna quit talking <laughs> about f word. <laughs> Go ahead and hashtag that. Um, we'll <laughs> we'll move on to something that's Good chilling. That's a little less divi- divisive. Um, we're gonna do uh, might actually be more divisive. Who's to say? We're gonna do NBA winners and losers. Um, you know, people we have seen teams, we have seen ideas um, that we've we've picked up on throughout the season. We we want to highlight one of each. There have been good things happen this year. There have been bad things happen this year, as is the nature of life. So mm. we'll we'll apply those rules, we'll those those general ideas to the NBA. Uh, Taylor, you're wearing an OKC hat. I, I think am. your winner is 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 similar in nature. So you you can kick okay, us off with the first winner. Okay, let's see who your winner is. Okay, let's <laughs> see who it is. Very good, Seth. Very good. Uh, my winner uh, of the season so far. Alex Bold, it's gonna be your OKC Thunder. Uh first of all, they're they're a great, they're a great team to watch. They're fun. I've I've uh, had the wonderful opportunity of going to the Paycom Center a couple times this year. It's electric in there. The fans are excited. Keep Oklahoma City big league. If you live in Oklahoma and you're listening, December twelfth, vote yes. Uh keep them big league so the Thunder can stay here for years to come. Uh I have a lot of awesome stats to to run by you guys. Uh hopefully I can get there pretty quick. Um as a team this year, I, listen here, as a team, the Thunder are shooting their splits 50-41-87. As a team, they are 50-40-87. Incredible, number one. That's insane. That's never happened before, I, I, I don't think. Uh, as a team, they are first in field goal percentage, first in three-point percentage, first in free throw percentage, first in true shooting percentage, first in E field goal percentage. Uh, they're first in a lot of stuff. That's uh, effective. They, That's effective field goal, effective not electronic field goal, correct? Yes, correct. Thank you, Alex. Uh, sorry about that for your for you uh, electronic people out there. Um, they got a lot of great players. I, I can't name them all. Uh, but Shea, of course, he's in the MVP conversation. He's been elite uh, this year. He's, he's shooting the mid range a lot more this year, and at a better number, eleven attempts a game, fifty two and a half percent from uh, midi range. He's 66% at the rim. He gets wherever he wants. You can't stop him. He's shooting 40% on all pull-ups, 41 from three. He's filthy. He cooked Curry the other night, if y'all didn't see that behind the back move. Uh, Chet's also been great. He had an insane game the other night, and he, as a center and a rookie, is shooting 55-44-90. Chew on that. That's pretty good. Uh <laughs> He has 3.3 stocks a game, 17, 8, and 2. He's been ridiculous, and he's probably the front runner for rookie of the year right now, although we love Vic on the pod. 
Uh, some of us do, at least. Some of us think he's a draft. Uh, <laughs> Seth. Uh, you know, J-Dub's also amazing. I, and I'll be remiss not to mention Isaiah Joe, who has missed one three and made 16 in the past two nights. So that's pretty good. Uh, they're ridiculous. He should do that uh, more often. And he should. He's really he good. Considered like, that? The fact that the fact that they have him on a minimum contract, he shot 40% last year. He's even higher than that this year. Uh, a lot of teams are probably kicking themselves because he is a sniper. Um, and then to end it off here against Alex's Trailblazers, they shot uh, for the game uh, 61, 61, 100. For the game, that's 61% well, from the field, 61 from three, and 100% from I mean, the field. We might could do that against the Portland Trailblazers at this point. <laughs> Maybe so. We'd we be might pretty could. close. We might could. Ah, oh, they're so good and they're fun to watch. And we have, they haven't got a lot of love on the pod quite yet. Um, you know, I enjoy them. Uh, so my Homer uh, winner this this week is 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 the OKC Thunder. Thoughts? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, first, you said you did, couldn't name all the great players. Um, counter, I could. I read I the could. Mayflower Compact. To start the episode, <laughs> I think you probably point. could have named some basketball That's players. Um, you want me to give you more? Case of Wallace been great as a rookie. Uh, no, nah, uh, but the only called out on the Case of Wallace. I got. I'll get to him. My fault. Ooh. My fault. I, it's Ooh. a little spoiler for later. A little tease they call it in the industry. Uh, the only thing that's not been as great is Josh Kitty. It's my wife's favorite player. Not sure why. Mm. No, the Australian I, you know hate why. That, hate that for you. Could be I'm sorry, the fact that his his hair stays perfect without a headband. Not sure. He how it he does has that. to use more product than any man ever. Uh, there's there's just no way, in it, right? It's incredible. Uh, yeah, I, I like Josh, but he's had a slower start to the year. Hopefully, he can get back on it. But him and Shay just at, up top with their herky jerky like crazy styles, kind of weird stuff. And Josh is a great passer. Hopefully, he can get going. Uh, overall, they're just they're a blast, um, and I could name more players, but I've spent a lot of time, so I'll, I'll let someone else go. <laughs> yeah, no, I think my my favorite part about the Thunder is I feel like they just have a lot of fun, but also there is a joke on Twitter, I guess, that Chet looked like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yes, and then Shea posted that on Instagram. Abe Lincoln Memorial, yes, incredible. I mean, he does like about, Abe Lincoln. That's awesome. It is. J-Dub, uh, he was on with uh, J.J. Reddick, and he said that they spend a lot of time at each other's houses because there's not a lot to do in Oklahoma City. So they like hang out together a lot. So maybe, you know, a lot of great chemistry. They're all young. I mean, most of them are younger than me. Like 12 players are younger than me on the team, which feels horrible. And I feel really old. What are you, 29 uh, now? 30? <laughs> I was say, yeah, there's like 25. 12 Lakers younger than you. Right. Uh, and they're Shay's the oldest age. team in the league. That's the joke, is that Taylor's old. It's funny. Thanks, Gus. The Clippers are the oldest team in the league. Uh, teaser for later. Uh, I think that they're, just, they're so fun, like like y'all have said, and they have great chemistry. And I hope they can they keep it up. I think they can. Although, you know, Chet will probably hit some rough patches and whatnot, but because he's a rookie. Rough Maybe patches. Not. Look at the beard. I think the Chet a He's still, he's still growing into it. Is, I think the Chet a blinking comparison is pretty apt. Because both of them were long, gangly freaks um, <laughs> who were better at what they did than would have been expected. True. I hope we That's obviously, good. I hope for better things than for Chet Holmgren. Yeah. Don't go to the play. But I also don't expect him to pass any laws anytime soon. That would create such a um, 
I don't know where I'm going with that, so we're gonna move on. Seth, who's your, yeah, who's your NBA winner? Um, <laughs> so as we all know, the NBA is an entertainment league, and sure. I think three people that have carried that, or four people, I sorry, excuse me, that have carried the kind of the legacy of the NBA are LeBron James, of course, duh, Taylor's favorite player, you know, blah, blah, blah. Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. And then the final one, the most important one, is Jeff Green. Sure. Jeff Green mm-hmm. has been around. He's been around a while, mm-hmm. but I, mm-hmm. I'm just so proud of the NBA for finally allowing them to use performance enhancing drugs because <laughs> they are all 35 plus, and they're going stupid. Like we've never seen this before. At least, I mean, I'm not really an NBA historian, but the fact that they're all I think top six in scoring in the NBA. Kevin Durant's what? Including two, Jeff three. Green. Jeff Green. <laughs> He doesn't get the opportunity. If his usage rate was about 35, 40%, he'd be up there. Oh, yeah. The but, analytics I mean, love him. I mean, he's, the numbers. he's literally the best player on the Rockets. But I think it's just insane. And it, it's been good for the league because um, Giannis still doesn't know how to play basketball. Tatum is kind of eh, because they're just – there's not really a guy that's kind of taking the NBA by the reins and like being the new face of the NBA. And so they're like, Hey, just take all these amino acids, take all these peptides and keep doing your thing for the next five years because we're waiting on someone to take their reins and they haven't. And so, so shout out to the old guys. I think they want to retire, but they can't Adam silver uh, has a gun to their head. The alien has a gun to their head. (laughs) Yeah, um, they need a new face to leave. The face of the NBA point is interesting because when you think about it, the NBA wants to be a global game, right? But they're so like they've they've tried to make Giannis the face of the league. It so has it's sort of worked, but you know he's a little shaky. Jokic has less than no interest in being the face of the league. Um, Embiid is a crybaby, and so I don't think they're gonna crown him the face I mean, of the league. Luca, sort of the same reason, but in more like aggressive way. Um, I mean, back to plus, the international point. Sorry to cut you off here, but I mean, Embiid, he didn't even want to play for Cameroon or France. He wanted sure. to play for he's the United not, States. He's not an international player. Thank goodness. Um, but like they they say they're a global game, but I don't think they really want the face of the league to be a a foreigner. Um, you know. <laughs> Wow. Am, am I here accusing the NBA of xenophobia? Wow. Well, I, you know, and the, I don't know. Adam Silver. I don't know. Here's the thing: the old, the old guard of the NBA, like all the older players, they all hate Europeans. Like it's just recent to where, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's just getting right. It's just getting to the point where, like, there's a lot more respect for Europeans, but they still don't want them to be the face of the league. I yeah, think there could be if Jokic wanted to be, he probably could, but he doesn't want to be. So there hasn't been an American that has come in and take the reins. Zion could have been. He's has mm. no interest in that. He, I don't even think hey. he likes being a professional basketball player. John Morant would rather be a gangbanger, gangster. Like sure. I, I don't, I don't even know who the other person would like. Those two were 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 prime for it. Hey, and Edwards, and Edwards, Edwards could might, be the face. Edwards might be the one. Him and Cooper Jalen, Black. It could be the face of the league. Jalen Smith's in the league. <laughs> Thanks, Jalen Brady. Smith is in the league. Um, he is there. The NBA is waiting for Cooper Flag. So they, oh, they can't wait to get their hands on a they want yeah on a tall Duke, white dude from Maine. Oh Duke my god, player as well. Oh, they're dying for it. 
I want it so bad. But yeah, shouts out to the olds. Um, it's really been good, a really good, been job, a good, Seth. good year for the olds. It's also been a good year for the youngs. Uh oh, that's my winner this year. Rookie defenders. There's a couple specifically. This this the Chet Holmgren was drafted two drafts ago, but he is a rookie this year because of weird rules. So he is incorporated into this discussion. Um, Osar Thompson might be the best perimeter defender in the league currently. I mean, he isn't, but he might be. I don't know. Um, he's the best offensive rebounder by statistics, which isn't you know being a defensive player, but is still insane to think about because he's a six seven rookie. Um, Victor Wembanyama is Rudy Gobert. Um, Chet Holmgren also might be Rudy Gobert. Um, Kaysen Wallace, another one, is he's a very good defender. Anthony Black has been a very good defender. People are coming into the league ready to defend in ways that I don't remember seeing in a very long time. And a lot of these guys are ready to defend, but they're not ready to do the other stuff, which mm. is... A lot of them, you know, used to you, everyone could get a bucket or something, but they, they couldn't really defend like that. Now everyone can defend. Nobody can get a bucket. Um, So, like, it, it's it's a it's a weird shift, but I love it personally. As you all know, I love watching defense. Uh, Shouts out to Herb Jones, as always. This is really Herb Jones' fault. Everyone saw Herb Jones come to the league, be absolute clamp God, and said, that's who I want to be like. You used to, you know, people used to watch LeBron. People used to watch AI, Kobe, Michael Jordan, Herb Jones. That's the fa- that's the future of the that's of the, the NBA. I think Herb Jones's most telling moment was you know, he played for Bama when I mean there's a stretch where he had a broken something. He couldn't shoot the ball because he had a he had to wear a cast because he had a broken wrist, hand, arm, whatever, and he was still starting for Bama because of. The defensive, he he, they were playing with four people on offense, basically, and they kept him in the lineup because he was that good of a defender that he was still a net positive for their team. It's 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 fairly impressive. SEC Player of the Year, Herb Jones, right? That's correct. I don't know if he deserved that, but watching him in college was was a lot of fun. Um, Special because he he just like did everything for that. Like he he was like their point guard half the time too on a team that like won a lot of games and he was also their Draymond and like he just did everything on well Draymond is their point guard so actually the the um, comparison continues but shouts I guess this is really more of a Herb Jones um thing than rookie defender it goes back to Herb Jones <laughs> as it as it always does and always will <laughs> uh yeah the rookies are sick I, I love watching all star I mean the the Pistons are horrible to watch in general but just watching all star defensively bad. Is is a blast. He's insane. The offensive rebound thing is a great. Like he's top five in offensive rebounds and rebounds in general. I think, and everybody else is six eleven or taller. Yeah, he's a Ford, a wing. It's insane. If he can put the offense together even a little bit, mm-hmm. and oh, man, he could. He be had like, a good night the other night. He could be like Jimmy Butler in hyperspeed. Hmm. Be crazy! Shouts out Jimmy Butler. Shout out Jimmy. Um, I mean, everyone, let's let's calm down. Wait for my time to get to the losers, and we can get these rookies in check. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's gonna zag. Little um, tease. 
Brady, are you the only one that hasn't gone yet on the winners? I am. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, Jalen Smith. Now, see, I wanted to do Jalen Smith. I felt like I've, I've, I've beat that horse to death, guys. Sure. Uh, my, my, uh, winner so far is the Rockets. Imodoka. They're, they're a fun team. Currently, they have a winning record, which no people thought they'd be this the the bottom of the basement, the seller of of the West. And they're they're winning record. They're on pace for I think forty five wins, like forty four and a half. It's a playoff team, play in team, um, which nobody really saw coming. So Dylan Brooks has been better than advertised. Uh, old Jeffy, best team, best guy on the team, old man Jeff. He is. So old Jeffy. That's what old they call Jeffy. <clears throat> That's what it's what the, the the streets are saying, but sure. uh, it's just been fairly impressive seeing what they've been doing. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts about this, but also I've got a little breaking news that I want a live reaction to before we go to the losers. So if y'all uh y'all want to react or just so, just skip on to it, let's talk, just skip on talk to rockets it. first. I, oh, I did want to I did want to say um go ahead go ahead you need to ahead. give you need to give yourself a little credit because you said no one saw them being a playing team. Meanwhile, you predicted you them to be in the playing. I appreciate that. I, he, he recanted his statement like 10 minutes later. <laughs> I was bullied into submission. That's true. Uh, we, we tried to talk you down. And you yeah. know what? You were right the whole time. Hashtag. Go with your gut, Brad. I appreciate it. I was I was wrong on a lot, but I'm going to I'm gonna make everybody remember the things, the, the few things I was right on. Absolutely. Why, 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 you should. why in the world would you mention the things you didn't get right? Thank you. Crazy. That's, That's what crazy. it makes us founded on. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's a crazy statement. No um, one talks right, about but, the no one talks about the five like the seven hundred percentage points that baseball players don't get hits on. Mm-mm. They talk about three hundred. That's because that's mm-hmm. what gets them into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I just need to be a a thirty percent correct on my takes. Feels like that's it, better. Than most that's better. Than most I mean, doable. I don't most give and media. Give and takes is the hardest thing in sports. It's harder than hitting a baseball. It's harder than shooting threes. It's the hardest thing you can do in sports. That's just facts of the matter. And that's why. That's why on this in this on this podcast we we respect Max Kellerman because he's a takist. Give me eagle dollar. Um, <laughs> all right, I have I have my little breaking news that I just wanted a little reaction from from you guys live. Uh, last, you know, we talked about Auburn's decimation at home to New Mexico State. Apparently, just just came out that. Philip Montgomery called 100% of the plays and Hugh Freeze did not have any sort of say in the offense. Is it time for Montgomery to be fired immediately? Here's real quick. Uh, After the New Mexico State game, my thought process was Hugh hasn't called the plays for a lot of these early games. And then he called the plays for these other games. And he's more, he says he's more involved in like the Arkansas game, things like that. So I'm thinking, I'm guessing Hugh isn't involved at all this week. I'm, I, he was just calling recruits. He may not even have been at practice. Genuinely could be a possibility. What do you think? There's rumors he wasn't. He was <laughs> there recruiting. you go. See, there's rumors. He's recruiting. He's in Phoenix City uh, about an hour and a half. I don't know what direction. Um, I also don't so, know an hour and a half. It's an hour. It's like 45, 45 minutes. 45 it's minutes. like 45, yeah. <clears throat> 45 minutes. Uh, but... So yeah, I think I think it might be time for Philip Monty to to go. You know, I don't even know where he came from, so I'd be okay with him leaving. Also, here's my thing: 
I've always said I want my coaches to only be able to do one or the other of their two responsibilities as a head coach. You know, I think mm-hmm. having a coach that can recruit while also um, being able to contribute to the game plan and, and, and prep for the week, I think that's overrated. I don't want that. <laughs> that's not something I want for my program. You know, I don't want guys like Kirby or Saban who could just do Wait, both. It's, it sounds like you want a coordinator. Do you want a that's not a coordinator though. You you want a you want a head coach that's a bad head coach. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I want. I want someone who's that, bad that's at what their you job. Want. Yeah. You got Hugh Freeze. Okay. That's, that's what he's here for. Okay. Alex got his guy. Wow. A coordinator disguised as a head coach. All right. Yeah. I mean, he's not, hot on the recruiting trail. I'm not buying this. I mean, if they would have played well, no one would have said Philip Montgomery called the plays. They played bad. Let's get our scapegoat. Let's fire him at the end of the year. Say Freeze was recruiting. Like, you're a head football coach. Like, what? You don't have any input at all? Give me a break. As he, I mean, as- he's also came out this week and, and said that it's on him. So I think, I think that's a little. I think that's um, just down on Hugh Freeze. No, I think it's all a PR thing to me. Hugh Freeze my, beat the Chargers. In my opinion. Free Hugh. <laughs> Here's my thing. I will say this, though, actually. There are guys out there who can recruit like for you. Like if you don't, if you want to call plays and you want to like, if if you can't actually do both, which I'm not saying one thing or another, if you can't do both, hire Damian Craig as your offensive coordinator with air quotes around it and let him recruit. Like it, it's not, it's not that hard. I really like, I, it is probably hard. It's probably difficult, but like there's people there who can, you can put people in place to do those things for you. Hire a good offensive coordinator that calls good and smart plays. Yeah, not makes the, players better. The fired head coach of Tulsa who went like two and ten last year. Do, do you Lincoln Riley may be available? Oh. Lincoln Riley hot seat. I think he calls a good plays I mean, sometimes. Yeah. He's a good that's, play that's, just, that's just my ear to the ground. Kind of over here you're, more towards the West. You know, just you guys are hearing like that. that. You're hearing I'm that. Here, I don't I'm have over here. Yeah. Well, like, what is it? Is um, it just calling recruits? Is that all he's doing? I mean, like, families. Can you even visit I, them? I think he was visiting. Is that allowed? I don't. I don't, I don't really know, know what they're. I thought it was. I don't know when the dead, the dead period is. Excuse they me, might but, be in a hey, dead period. I'll say this: if he's calling recruits, that's an um, improvement on who he was calling at Ole Miss. So, <laughs> hey, yo, not wrong though. Hey, I mean, we forget in the blind side, Sandra Bullock had to call him from the stands and said, "Run the dang ball." That's All true. right, we're not an explicit pod, so I, I modified the statement there. Uh, sure. Sorry, Sandra. But uh, all right, well, that's enough college football talk. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I, just, I do I love just, a little college football insert right in the middle of our NBA segment. I had to. It, it, that. it shocked me. I was like, really? Like he just gave I it mean, up? Did like, it wanted, really shock you? Uh, maybe it shouldn't have. I'm a simple-minded guy. Um, I'll say I'm this: stay with your gut. If they're actually saying. That, like, I don't know if they're saying that or not, but if they're meant to be implying or whatever it is that Hugh Freeze <clears> did <throat> not have input in the game plan this week because he's re- recruiting, that does actually bother me as an Auburn fan. That's just not sustainable. I think overall I mean, we overlook New Mexico State. That too, and uh, really and that because of that, like because he was he probably wasn't working on the game plan as much. He's recruiting because he's like, hey, we got this in the bag, and that's just. Unacceptable overall, for sure. Right. Overlook them. 
it's probably an overlook, but they also I think they're literally the better team. Like they came in, bullied us for they forty did. minutes, however long the game is. I mean, dominated from start to finish. They their five foot eight quarterback slammed our five year starting cornerback and nothing happened. Like it's the worst performance I've ever seen. And I, I still can't believe it. And of course, you know, you're not going to take blame for that. You're going to, oh, you know, like I was recruiting and like our offensive coordinator who were paying $2 million a year, like I guess he's just bad at his job. We 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 couldn't scheme up points. Our offensive line was dominated the whole game. We have no receivers that can get open. It's not my problem. I was recruiting. Give me a break. To be fair, I don't think that Hugh Free said that. That was a uh, little beat writer that asked somebody in the building. I don't think Hugh is – would say something as you know throw under the bus but i mean the whole year he's been saying that he doesn't have the players now that's true yeah the entire year he's a big uh bus thrower in all honesty yeah we don't have the guys guys here's the thing i don't think our receivers yeah it is tough our receivers probably didn't get open very well against mexico state so i mean if he was recruiting hopefully it was camp colvin i mean when was the last time we had good receivers man so long ago i I cannot I, I, uh, at, at least ones that could get open. Like Seth Williams could make a catch, but that dude was literally never open. He was a dog. <laughs> All right, he was NBA? a dog. NBA? Speaking of speaking of dogs, <laughs> you know who's dog water? Tell me the Washington Wizards. Boom. Yes, sir. Boom. That's my NBA <clears throat> loser. Uh, they nice. suck big time. They are embarrassing. Jordan Poole is bad. Kyle Kuzma is bad. Um, Denny Avdia is probably bad. Corey Kispert is old. Daniel Gafford is a backup. Um, Tyus Jones is a backup. I don't know who else is on that team. If I were a Wizards fan, <clears throat> I would um, tie some bricks around my legs and walk into the Potomac. I, there is mm. no escape. Resistance is futile. Um Life is an unending and horrible journey of um, adversity and destruction. Luckily, I'm not a Wizards fan, so we have. Nah, Spear Henderson's going to figure would, it out. I'll be okay. I would say there's there's more shame in switching teams, or there's even more shame in remaining a Wizards fan. So, I yeah, I don't know what you do other than like I said, go ahead, Potomac. Figure go it's ahead and get that on the Potomac. Finish. Yeah. I say go so out bad, honorable though. like you know, yeah. like the old Japanese samurai. Dive on your sword with your katana in your chest. Yep. I just didn't I, think Jordan uh, Poole would be, would be this bad. I think it's yeah, like, and, the gist and of it. maybe our first episode we talked about how he's you know we never expected efficiency. We did, we did expect a high box <clears> score, <throat> and a uh, report came out recent, like two days ago, yesterday maybe that they're looking to move him because they don't view him as a franchise cornerstone. And that's kind of crazy. I mean, that's <laughs> shock. Shocker. I know. But, I mean, they brought oh, him wow. in with the I, – I, I think the only reason you bring him in is to see if he could be. You know, just give yeah. him 10 games, and that's what they've done. And they're like, all right, yeah, he's – And that's he's all it took. And that's all it took. Yeah. And they're like, no, this guy sucked. There's I no think baddies. it's also his, no in Washington. his attitude. His attitude as well. That's another thing. They're like, oh, this guy's a child. He mm. can't be the cornerstone. But mm. also, I'm pretty sure baddies-wise, that was a, I don't know, 
the girl. I don't remember the girl's name. She may be a rapper, but she was in DC, and then he went like one of fourteen. So mm. maybe, maybe maybe those girls were cooked. ugly when he hooped. Maybe mm. he's cooked. He went from like budding superstar to cooked immediately. It's crazy. There was no actual like sustained being good at basketball. He just went from he's the next guy to remember when. They were thinking about naming him the third Splash Brother. Thank God they didn't. This is the pool party. It was. That was a sick name, though. He was cool. good. Like what? Like I just he was I good. Don't, like weird. he was good for them. I don't understand what happened. It never. It never. Like he never fit next <clears> to Clay <throat> and Steph for like a multitude of reasons. Probably because of his attitude was the biggest reason. But like he was better than this by like yeah. a significant margin. Like he did look like a guy that if you know you you gave him his own team, you could. You know, I don't know about expect winning, but expect productivity. Like expect, Output, right? Yeah, like you didn't. I don't know. It's just I don't know what happened to him. I really don't. I feel like his his floor was like Jordan Clarkson off the bench at that point when he was hooping, and now his floor is Taiwan. <laughs> right. Good luck. Like, Ni hao. Playing in yeah, playing in Taiwan. In case that was unclear. Um, I was good. It's funny. We got to get Kyle Kuzma out of there because he's, I think yeah, he's I a like serviceable a NBA player. Yeah. Uh, they're in purgatory, uh, the Wizards franchise. So I agree with you about going to the Potomac and, and falling in there. Uh, Billy Koulibaly, though, Bilal Koulibaly, Billy Cool, they're calling him, is awesome. He's another rookie defender you should have spoke about. Ah, uh, you're right. Yeah. He's, no, he's good. That's right. He's a really good he's defender. Fun. He's long. He's so long. Gets, gets a lot of, um, stocks. Hey, yeah, yeah, Brady. Hey, yeah, Brady. Hey, yeah, Brady. Um, yeah, Brady. Also, Billy Cool is a great nickname. Stick nickname. That's Even if he is French. It's a pretty cool nickname. Billy Cool. Yeah. Um, to kind of pivot, talking about Jordan Poole, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about young guards that are trying to cement themselves. This is my losers. Jordan Poole, you know, you finally, you're finally the guy on your team. You're terrible. You stink. Have fun. Get shipped out. Be you. And another few guys, I mean, Jalen Green had a rough stretch of games. He stunk it up the not, last couple games. Yeah, not everyone on Rockets Twitter is telling him to get him out of here. Like, I mean, I don't want to, you know, give up on someone five, ten after like a five game drought, but like, you got to be better. Cade Cunningham came out today, said that the Pistons stink. Don't want to have my franchise player saying that. Josh Giddy. He should low key be in the front office. Yeah, Cade Cunningham. <laughs> I mean, because he's right. <laughs> they're bad but also you're like you're the main guy on that team and so like them being bad is a lot of it's on you josh giddy no Mm. sorry go back to making tiktoks you're kind of an average basketball player now then the two rookie guards scoot henderson amen they're both been hurt it was like four games in but they both look bad like amen Looked like he was kind of just overwhelmed by everything. I mean, he hadn't really played in a real basketball league, so it's kind of warranted. But then Scoot, like my rookie of the year pick, what was he shooting? Like two of 17? Like, we don't want you to be Jordan Poole. He's shooting 9% from three. Nine? Not, not, yeah, I was going to say, not 19. Nine. Singular digit. The thing, another thing with Scoot is like in the G League, he would like get to his spots in the mid range a lot more so. And it feels like he's he was driving a lot more and just could not finish at the hoop because that's young guards don't finish at the hoop early in their career. 
I don't know why he's like stopped getting to those types of things as much. Um, and then, he'll be fine. Yeah, and then Jaden Ivey, who's also on the Pistons. I mean, he's he's coming off the bench now. They drafted a guard to replace him. Like, what is up with these guys that are supposed to be good and then they just stink? I don't get it. Even Tom. I'll say this. I know I told you to put Jaden Ivey on the list, and I still stand by it. I think that's not a great sign that you draft a dude with a was it fourth overall pick? Um fifth overall pick, I think, actually. Yeah, and it was then, fourth. Uh either way, you draft him that high and then you bring him off the bench for a for Killian Hayes. Oof. Yikes. But I KOC's guy. They gotta figure like surely that's they're like doing there's a reason for that. I don't know what it could be. Um but like I trust Monty Williams more than that, even though I don't know that he I should, but it's the Steven Silas effect, isn't he on their the coaching staff? Maybe he maybe is. he ruined everything. Um I think Marcus Sasser was going crazy though. So shout out Marcus Sasser. Marcus Sasser, Sasser could good, also yeah. be starting over Killian Hayes. That's what I'm saying. Like they see the dudes play just like we do. They know they're bad. They know Killian Hayes is bad. So they, there's got to be some reason. Because, I mean, it's just not good. I will say being a guard is is difficult in when you're young. That's just kind of proven over many years. Um, if your name is not Michael Jordan, it, it takes you a little bit to get acclimated. Um, you know, I saw a thing the other day. Anthony Edwards, Devin Booker, uh, they, these guys had... Better numbers than Jalen Green, but similar in nature in their third years through through however many games. Um, it, it it takes a minute, but whew. I think especially like Scoot and in are rookies, and it's very hard to play point yeah, guard. It's been five NBA. games, yeah, yeah. It's it's, but <laughs> I like you said they didn't look good. Like there wasn't, it wasn't like they came out and tore it up. And so there is reason to <clears throat> to have skepticism, um, but. It's been five games, like you said. So, but Jordan Poole stinks. That one's that one's clear cut. <laughs> I mean, imagine the Rockets when Jalen Green and Jabari finally, you know, start creeping up to their potential. I mean, they might be like a top six team in the West. If Jalen was year or ever, if Jalen was good, they, they'd be really good. He's not been great. I'm, uh, I'm as low on Jalen Green as I have been for a while. Oh yeah, Josh Giddy. They got to get him out of there. I don't know for what is the issue, um, but you got to. I don't know if you can tell you. You watch more Thunder games than I do. Probably is he like a good defender? No, he's he's kind of slow. He's six nine, six seven, six eight, six nine, whatever he is. He is. So he's kind of slower, but he's long. Six seven at least. I I don't know if I meant to say six nine. To be honest with you, but he's tall. Uh, kind of slow. I, I think with Giddy, I think they need to give him more time because he did have a great year last year, and he's struggling and he's shooting worse this year from three than he was last year. He the thing is, is like, he's worse at everything this year than he was last year. Yeah, it's he's weird. Six, eight, it's really oh weird. Gosh. Six eight. Yeah, he's huge. Uh, I, I want to give him time because I like Giddy a lot, but like, I don't know with Shea J Dub. Kaysen's so good. Chet, they'd probably want another bigger guy to come in at some point. I don't know. And you're not going to be able to pay them all anyway, so maybe do get rid of Giddy. But I, I like I just Giddy think they're they're so close <laughs> now. Yeah. Like, they really are. They are. I, I, don't they are. Know, I don't know if the move is out there, honestly. But if you 
if you could find <clears throat> some way to consolidate Dort and Giddy, because I I sort of think Case and Wallace can be Dort. Does, yeah, can be better Dort. Um, I don't know if he's the defender yeah. that Dort is, but how many people are? But he's a significantly better offensive player. So if you can get, um, not really in the aggregate because it's the opposite. It's like if you can turn those two players into one player. Um, that one player is really really good is the issue, and I don't know if that that one player is yeah. out there exactly. Like they shouldn't go get Zach Levine for Josh Giddy. Yeah, like I mean, if you could do like straight up, but, maybe. But I don't even think thin they would make yeah, any sense. I, don't, I wouldn't um, like that either because the yeah. passing's not there. Uh, the shooting is obviously mm-hmm. there, but. I don't know. I just Giddy seems like the odd man out in all of it. Um, kind of does. because I think I, I think his most valuable asset is, us. I'm sure, but his most valuable asset is passing, and is his passing like generational to overcome all the stuff that he, like that's he's the, the slob question. wizard. He is the slob wizard. Shouts out. <laughs> Shouts I mean, out he, to John he, started off, he started off his career on draft night going viral. I mean, they said that his weaknesses were ball handling, shot creation, <laughs> and assertiveness, crazy. outside shooting, on-ball defense, and athleticism. Like Zero they didn't pluses. think he was, they didn't think he was good at the game of basketball. <laughs> like, what else is there? It's a tough scouting report. It weaknesses, was. basketball. Pros, <laughs> tall. Played pretty well in the Australia. Good hair. That's that. That was his only pro coming in. Us talking uh, poor about Josh. Uh, Alyssa has gotten very upset over here. Just want to point that out. Another big unfortunate. It's, it's tough. Brady, what's it's your tough. line? What's your line, Brady? Facts don't care about your feelings. Oh, facts do not care about. I see. Facts see, I thought you were bringing up my Ryan I'm, Tannehill I'm, frisky, frisky racist, <laughs> and I, I was saying no, I don't. I'm, I don't think I'm Taylor's a Hall of white. Fame setup man, and Brady can't close. I've it's never, crazy. I've never had now you. Facts don't care about your feelings. Now, I uh, I didn't want to call uh, Allie briskly racist, so that's good. Yeah, I think appreciate yeah. it. She's not. She's not. She's Ryan not. Tannehill. She's not Ryan. Tannehill. She's not right. She is a Ryan Tannehill. What tribe is she? <clears throat> Delaware Indian. Shouts out to the Delaware. Shout them out. Um, tribe and, and and all Native American listeners. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. I wish we could go to go to the week because that would be a great transition for me. But we can't. We're not done. I don't think uh, Taylor or Brady has done their losers of the NBA. So which one wants to go first? First one to raise their hand. Wow, you were really slow. <laughs> it's same Both exact. You were so slow. <laughs> I was gonna let him go, and then he didn't go. So then I was gonna go, and then we went at the same time. I'll go. Um, yeah, my go loser, ahead. My loser is gonna be the NBA marketing team. Uh, NBA marketing, specifically with the in the in season tournament, I <laughs> I am not an avid ball watcher, guys. I'll say it here first. I may know ball. I don't observe it. Um, I may <laughs> put that on a t shirt. I may know ball. Have you even watched a game this year? Uh, I've watched like national, like if it's on like ESPN or whatever, like Friday Night Ball or whatever. But I've not. TNT. I don't have Yeah, TNT. That's what it is. Uh, I don't have like league league pass like y'all do. But I mean, I, I like look at box scores and stats because I, I keep I keep my community to the ground with with the association. Brady's too busy speaking to his inside sources. You know, he doesn't <laughs> have time to watch. It's a full time job. It is a full time job. That y'all y'all expect me to watch the games? No, no, no. no. I just orchestrate <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, the in tournament. It, it is confusing to me. It, it felt way too early on to be introducing an in season tournament 
within the second week of the the thing. I saw I saw a commercial tonight <clears throat> on TV right before we started this pod that it's still going on. Why? It is <laughs> is it a month long turn? I don't understand how it coincides with the regular season. I don't understand how games are played if it's matched. I do, I genuinely do not understand how this works. It's going to give a fake ring, genuinely a fake. What are they? It's a CP3 ring. Yeah, NBA nobody Cup. cares if you win. I I just I don't like it. I think it's silly. I think I honestly, a lot of people hate the courts. I think the courts are fun. Uh, it adds a different element to the game that I think uh, the NBA was going for, and I think it, at the very least, got people talking about it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back there in a second, and then and and that's fine. I I don't. Some of the courts look stupid, like the Pacers no, I, one. I really like the graffiti and stuff. I just go ahead, Tay. I I, I don't know. I. I genuinely I wish they would. I'm just talking about boards. The courts are all good except the red ones, in my opinion, and they did their job. But also, the NBA market it feels like there's been... so many red ones, though. There's so many red ones. It They're seems like so there's bad. it's just red too ones, much. There's only 30 teams. It's too much. But the uh, the marketing teams have done the solid job, I think, Brady, because I've seen a lot of uh, marketing when it comes to the NCAA tournament. There's a okay. cool one about like a heist as well. Uh, well, you can do it. Also, the commercial is good. It is a month long, Brady, and they did it in November because they wanted more people watching the NBA in November while the NFL was on. Okay, I see the strategy behind it. Maybe, yeah. maybe let me let me redirect. Let me pivot. I Go wish ahead. they would market the structure and format better because I knew it was going on. I don't understand the match play, the seating. I don't understand. I don't get any of that. I don't. For the I, y'all do y'all love ball. Y'all love watching ball. I love ball. Y'all love watching. I'll send you. Alex I'll send said, you a video. I didn't. It. I didn't get like I knew that they were happening. I still was mm-hmm. not sure until like last week, whenever Taylor told me that they were part of the regular season, like record. Okay, but except for the games in that won't be because like the teams that make it far enough will be playing games outside of their regular season record. That like I wasn't sure of that. I don't. I, I agree with you. I don't think that they fully like like conveyed what actually was happening uh, yeah. that well. I really don't. I feel like they I probably think... only did it on like the first night of the end season tournament that they probably just talked about it. Yeah. So they yeah. could they should probably say it, especially for this first year, like every Tuesday, Thursday on TNT think... or whatever or on ESPN. I think we it's treat fine. it like overtime in in college or pro football every time overtime happens they bring up a 20 second summary of the rules and what happens let's bring up a bracket let's bring up the rules here's how seed play works <laughs> little and bracket brady little bracket Brady. if it's too complicated all right to give a 20 second spiel on maybe don't do it if they can't make that happen <laughs> maybe cancel it guys because we're doing too much uh i think it has got people talking about ball in November, which I guess I hadn't really considered the strategy and the market behind it. So that they're great on them for that. I just wish I understood what's going on. I wish the average NBA fan <clears throat> that watches TNT but not League Pass would would have a better grasp of it. Um because even guys like Alex who loves watching basketball doesn't have a good grasp of the format either. So that's a it's not a loser. Freaking bombs. <laughs> To kind of push back <laughs> on the courts, I will say that they look better on TV just because it's like something different than they did on the picture that they released. But my biggest problem is I can barely see the ball. Like whenever mm. I'm watching the game, I'm like, 
I'm squinting by it. Like, I mean, I have bad vision. I'm wearing my glasses still. Like, if, if we're fully buying into it being a different thing, like, let's use a different ball. Like, let's use a white ball. So, you know, the Ooh, normal person that'd with be crazy. normal vision that'd be crazy. see it. Like, give me, a, give me a week with the NBA marketing team and I would fix the in-season tournament and make it 10 <laughs> times better. That's what we're here for. Um, Future dreams. I, I saw an idea that they shouldn't have done the in-season tournament in the arenas. They should have done them in, like, different locations. Um, and I thought cool. that was an interesting. Like, if there was some sort of historic arena, maybe, or, like, an old version, or, like, a like Wrecker Park. I saw one, yeah. like, the Knicks would play crazy. their game in Wrecker Park. That'd be awesome. Uh, I don't like know if it, like... Dreams. Yeah, sort of like sort of like that. And the issue is, I don't know if there's, I don't know if every team has something like that that they could like pull from. Um, I'm sure most teams probably <laughs> don't, in all honesty. But they could go back to the Disney bubble. <laughs> they could. Well, like if they, oh, just, that's what they're trying to do that with Vegas. Ah, yeah, they they're really hitly and heavy into the Vegas thing. They, they should have played Vegas to be every game inside the sphere. With like some now. crazy video going on behind him, that'd be wild. That'd be wild. My, my, I still don't get like there's the there's very little to incentivize like the players to play. Like I think playoff berth, I think that would be a good you know prize for the winner. Like five hundred k, like I get like you know the bench players don't make that much money, and like it's good for them. Like I don't care how much the twelfth guy on the bench is making. Like, that's not an incentive for me to watch the in-season tournament. Like, I don't want to see their courts with the bowling line in the middle of the court. Like, I don't I think the marketing has been very bad, and I agree with Brady. Hey, you know what, Seth? That 12th man on the bench, he's making more than you and me. Promise in you that. my life. That's right. That's right. He's job. making more in that tournament than I ever will. Yeah, that's um, right. I think... I tell you what, if... If that BYU game would have stood, we'd be we'd be in the same ballpark. Generational the tax bracket would be looking a little different, huh? Um, <laughs> I agree that there is sort of a lack of incentivization. I don't even know if that's a word, but um, for the fans' side, it sort of just seems like, especially early, it just seems like more games, or like not even more because it's the same amount. It's just like different games with a different court. Um, that have been good. They've been good basketball games, like for the most part. The aver- I think the average um, point margin. differential, <clears throat> yeah, average margin of victory is like was like six or seven points lower in in season tournament yeah. games. So like the, it's produced good basketball, which is which is fun, but it's it's hard to convey in the first year of something that it matters. I like even the championship right like it's one thing the championship is at the end of the year it's what it's what everyone plays for but like we play all these games and then we care because it's been the championship forever this is this is something to play for it's just right now it seems and i i don't know if they've fully figured out the um incentives package like just it does sort of feel like there needs to be something more than a hundred that or five hundred thousand dollars um because, like you said, for the end of the bench guys, that's that could be life changing. But Carl Anthony Towns is going to make sixty three million dollars uh, in like four years, and him playing for five hundred thousand dollars is like me and you playing for fifteen cents. Like it's just not worth it. It's like 
So at some point, I do think they need to repackage that. Uh, I've seen some things where it's like, um, the if you're in the playoffs, the winning if the winning team is in the playoffs, they get home court advantage. Um, if they're if the winning team of the tournament is out of the playoffs, they get a playoff spot or a play in spot. One of the two. Um, the logistics of that might be a little funky, but that's not our issue. That's the marketing team, and they're a bunch of losers. So. <laughs> Yeah, like yes. the end season, like as you said, the winner, like it means historically nothing. Like they're trying to create history, like the Champions League, which feels like it's a carbon copy of that trophy's been around for a long time. And like it's a very prestigious award. And like it means something to beat all the teams from the other leagues. That's I think it's the other, more like the, I think it's more like the Carabao Cup or it the, is, the FA, the Cup, FA Cup than the Champions League. Yeah, like but even no, the no. FA Cup, there's the other leagues involved. That's what that's, that's my the lower issue. leagues. That's my I mean, let the G League teams play. Yeah, let the G League teams play. Let the Span- the Euro League teams play. Like for real. Like it. Do will they win? Almost certainly not. But like, add something. You know, like yeah. it, <clears throat> they wanted to be the Champions League, but they don't fully under. They like they're not fully grasping what is different about the Champions League. It's a way to unite basketball to make it a global sport, and they're just like, no, nah, we'll just call it the NBA Cup, and you know, five hundred grand in Las Vegas because we really want a team in Las Vegas, but I don't think that there's enough fans in Las Vegas, but let's play it there. I think y'all make good points, but I think the NCAA tournament has been great. Like for, especially for the first year, like it's not going to be incredible off jump, but like they also don't want to go insane and have Euro league teams play and people be like, this is too much too fast. Like it's a good start. I think the games have been incredible. They have. It's a good start. I, I think overall the courts make it look different. There's like graphics to say in season tournament. They probably need to fix that. Like make it not in season tournament. Like have a name for it. Uh, like maybe get a sponsor. If you incorporate other leagues, the NBA you can call cup. it the basketball cup or the I don't basketball know, cup, world the world basketball, basketball championship. Like right. something it'd be, WBC it'd be cool, for sure. And maybe hopefully they do do something like that. You know, logistics would be insane, but. I think it's been a decent start. They could have marketed better, of course, but I mean, they, I they think... did all this for the in-season tournament. We can't even get an NBA Finals graphic on the NBA Finals court. <laughs> That's fair. Need that. Uh, but none of the sports leagues are good at marketing except the NFL, anyway. So, good Bro. effort. <laughs> good effort from the NBA. They're they're doing job. better. Good effort. They're doing better. Uh, to go on a note that doesn't matter as much as the in-season tournament, I don't think. Uh, my loser is your Los Angeles Clippers. Um, mm. I know we got a lot of Clippers fans who listen to the pod, and yeah, I don't want to hear this, but here we go. Uh, I didn't love the Clips to start the year. I just think that I just get annoyed when the national people are saying the Clippers are going to win over and over again, and then they blow through one leads or they're always injured. Uh, so I'm just a little annoyed. You know, I think you got to see it to believe it. Um, but they they add Harden, and it hasn't looked good. I'll say that. Uh, with him and Westbrook on the floor together, Alex and I on a pod a couple weeks back, we're talking about how they just, they just have lapses, especially on the defensive end. And when one of them's on there, it doesn't matter as much. Like, they're still 10th in defensive rating um, because they were solid defensively before Harden got there. But now with both of them in the lineup, it feels like lapses can double and you don't want that. Like they've lost games on dumb stuff. Like 
easy offensive rebounds by Dante DiVincenzo, things like that. Um, and Paul George has been phenomenal, but outside of that, like even Kawhi hasn't been as good as, as you want him to be. Like, I guess him resting those games was smart because he was really freaking good in the games that he, after he rested. So maybe he should start doing that more. Uh, because he's just been like not as efficient as he as he usually is. He still makes every three he shoots. Genuinely, it's insane to watch him shoot threes. He's cash. I think he's forty three percent. Um, but yeah, they're they're just they're kind of middle of the pack or or later in every single statistic. Um, so yeah, they're just not great, and I don't think that I don't think they have a shot at winning the championship they got the new arena coming in next year so bombers like let's pay as many guys as possible to try to win a chip and i think it's gonna i think it's gonna hurt him in the long run because Kawhi's contracts ups i think after this season paul george is soon and they could just leave and he, he could be in there with harden and westbrook in the new arena in uh inglewood and, and i don't know how many people are and zubats good point i don't know how many people are going out to inglewood to watch uh harden westbrook uh two washed point guards and zubats and Terrence Mann, their guy, their Superstar young guy, who's twenty six, who's twenty six years old. So twenty six yeah. year old rookie Terrence Mann. I don't know, man. I, I think they're they're losers in a couple of different ways. I don't like them. Bums. No, they're <laughs> on heavy fraud alert. Even though they are in James Harden is a war criminal tier. James <laughs> Harden, war criminal. Hey, and uh, F four. Just give a little little preview. James Harden is a war criminal. Might feature someone else with James Harden this week. Should put that out. Oh, here's a list teaser. FGM. What's the somebody else might James be Paul? a James Harden is a war criminal. <clears throat> Just a whole team of other dudes not named James <laughs> Harden. And the James Harden is a war criminal tier to be awesome. <laughs> um, so good. yeah, the Clippers stink. They ah, uh, they do. I don't stink. Know if they stink. They stink, they right, stink now, right now. For sure. For well, sure. Will they stink at the end of the year? Uh, probably, but it's it's hard to say. The just the it's hard to argue with what those dudes have done. It is in their careers, even They're though really literally, good. even though literally everything about them currently, or and in their history says they're not built for it. Not a <laughs> single Kawhi is built for it mentally, but he's not built for it physically. Yeah, Paul George is somehow neither. Like Paul George is really good, but is neither mentally or physically built for it. Hard. I'm pretty happy for Paul George mentally. Paul, right? Yeah. Paul George last year and the year before that in the playoffs, he's been a lot better. Like he had some real playoff lapses. Like I mean, when they lost to Denver, whew. way off B. Oh, but uh, also poor Paul. Why did he dress up as Where's Waldo for Halloween? That's so funny. So funny. Yeah. If he disappears. In the playoffs, it's going to be horrible for him. He also did the playoff P thing to himself. Like he, he did, just, he does it he to himself. And I like Paul, but yeah, that's crazy. I mean, Kawhi needs to start load managing again. He does. He really fact does. of the matter. If he does, they they could be they could be uh, a good ball club. I think if if Kawhi starts load managing, Pop's a genius. Pop's been load load managing since two thousand three with Tim Duncan and those guys, and he was load managing with Kawhi, and they won multiple championships. It's annoying. But I still is, sort of think if Kawhi's knees hold up, they're going to be an issue in the playoffs. But that is, that's probably just me. 
just holding just thinking on to who Kawhi is, is really <laughs> when he has good knees and he just has never he hasn't had good knees since 2014 2019 well, he, yeah, he had to, that was a calf thing in fourteen. I know he won in nineteen, but oh. he just held together for that. Okay, yeah. Sorry, Confusion. Seth, you were gonna say something. Um, sorry, Travis Kelsey just scored, and I'm super ecstatic about it. I'm only gonna lose by forty seven. Um, Alex Paul hits a three. Chris Paul hits a three to cut it to forty two. Chris Paul hits a three to cut the lead to forty two points. Um, yeah, I just think Kawhi, like third best player in the NBA. Every seventh game of the year, <laughs> like if if he plays every seventh game, he's the third best player. It's those six in between that really become an issue, right? Well, mm. just, just give him ten minutes, let him warm up, you know, do basically like some cardio, give him the PJ Tucker role, and then that seventh game, go crazy. Give two time uh, Finals MVP Kawhi Leonard the PJ Tucker role. I'm with it. I, think I mean, that's idea. what he said when when Harden came in. He was like. Yeah, like some of us are going to be like on ball. Some of us are going to be the shooters off ball. It's like, dude, you're like the best player on that team by a wide margin. Don't don't give that lame answer. Like you are the guy on that team, not James Fatso Harden. That's Loki a Magic Johnson answer. Yeah, we're going to have some guys on the the ball. We're going to have some guys off of it. Like James Harden is terrible. Will shoot the shots. Some guys will shoot not as many shots. Some will pass. Some will catch. I don't like remember Spags specifically Magic. what it was, but it was something like that. It's like, dude, you're talking like a role player. You're a what two time finals MVP? Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Magic you're Johnson. You're the FGM third, third best player in the NBA. Like act like it. Magic Johnson tweeted, Oh my, my commanders lost whatever the <laughs> score was with three turnovers. Like, thanks, man. Thanks, Magic. Appreciate the update. Oh, there's somebody yeah. that keeps saying appreciate it. Everybody says appreciate it, Magic. It's so good. It's like uh yeah. it's like Booger McFarlane. A few years ago, he just say, "Yeah, guys, so you know uh, when the read when they run the read option, it's really going to be a read, and he has the option to run it or uh, hand it off because it's he's reading with the option." It's like, yeah, yeah it's Booger, like, thanks. Like, it's like going into <laughs> halftime, like, yeah, the Chiefs are they just scored their the score is fourteen to seven. I think that they should you know play in the second half and try and not let them score seven more points than them, and they can win the game. <laughs> They're going to be Shout down out. seven, so you know if they if they just score seven or more, they're in a good position to tie or win the game. But if they don't score seven or more, it's feeling like a loss. You know, yeah, like like but I want my receiver to throw or my quarterback to throw to the receivers. Like I want them to catch the passes. That's that's <laughs> what I want in a quarterback. Like thanks, feels Tucker. Like, feels like we get to talk magicisms all day. Trent Dilfer once said, "You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win." And that's mm-hmm. resonated with me ever since. Wow. And that's why I see that's why he's at UAB right now. You know. Genius. That's, that level of like that. intelligence is hard to hard to come by. It the is. fact that it was him that put up the Elite Eleven is awesome though. Elite Shout out to Elite awesome. Eleven. I like Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer already played an Elite Eleven minutes in his career. Hey yo. Mm-hmm. Um also, this is unrelated, but I did see this tweet. <laughs> it says in parentheses, learning about O.J. Simpson for the first time. Are you serious? Jesus Christ. 143 yards a game? <laughs> <laughs> that is so many yards. Oh, my gosh. That's good. That That's is a good. lot of yards. All right. Speaking of <clears throat> O.J. Simpson, OJ. it's time for go to the week. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so sick if he was in the news this week. 
Oh, um, unfortunate. He's OJ Simpson, so he's always kind of lingering back there, you know? It's true. They, and, you know, he doesn't like to go out in public because he could be sitting right next to the killer in L.A. It's it's terrifying yeah, to be in that situation. Don't want to... It's scary. <laughs> uh, God, imagine if he wrote a book about what he would have, how he would have killed the person if he had done that. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Um, anyway, it is time for go to the week. Um, Seth, <clears throat> you can go ahead. I don't know why, yeah. but I'm picking you to go first. Yeah, but before we do go to the last week, we're going to do two live goats. Giannis just had 42 points, 13 rebounds, and 8 assists on 20 of 23 shooting. And Dang. then Jason Tatum had 45, 13 rebounds, and 6 assists. You know, a little worse shooting because it's Jason Tatum. But they ended up losing to the Hornets. Are the Celtics lost to the Hornets? People are asking. But Miles Miles Bridges is. Hate that. My real time go to the week. Um, I'm a big sandwich guy. I had a sandwich today. I'm going to go with the chicken parm. Mm. Chicken parm Mm. sandwich gave gave Tommy DeVito the power to go on the road to Washington, D.C. 10-point dog. I think they ended up winning by like 12 or 13. I mean, do the does Brian Dayball have his most talented QB? Finally, <laughs> ever probably. I mean, there's this guy in Buffalo. Stinks. Tyrod Taylor. Dan- no, he's with the Giants now. So yeah, Tyrod Prescott? Taylor. His lung is hurt again. I think. That's his unfortunately. Name Dakota. <laughs> Dakota Prescott. Dakota Prescott. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, he finally has a QB that he can trust. You know, that can actually read a defense and doesn't just rely on check downs and just running the ball and then throwing a slant 175 miles per hour. But shout out Tommy DeVito. Decided to to win the game this year, you know, about as New Jersey as they come because the New Jersey Giants, their stadium's in New Jersey. But got a chicken parm in the locker room this week, got the power of New Jersey, put New Jersey on his back, went to Washington mm. and beat the commanders. So shout out Tommy DeVito. Did Mrs. DeVito make the chicken parm? He bring it from home? No, but no, she, that's home she didn't make his bed. Mm-hmm. She does that. Um, speaking of Tommy DeVito, that is the name of Joe Pesci's character in the film Goodfellas, <laughs> which uh, is related to my go to the week, which is Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese turned uh, mm. 81 years old on November 17th. Um, and he just released a film that is going to be nominated for multiple Academy Awards. And also, Shout out. he's he's awesome. Um, it's uh, Flower Moon, yeah? Kill, Killers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Killers. that's correct. Uh, three hours and 26 minutes long. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I have seen it. Alex I watched seen. it. I watched it in a theater um, where um, I could hear for basically the entirety of the of the movie, the Bollywood action film in the theater next to me. <laughs> that's awesome and, and the run times and the start times lined up to where the dramatic climax of the poly of the bollywood action film was the dramatic climax of killers of the flower no Man. so um i think it was like the greatest movie i've ever seen but it was also uh scored incorrectly so that's unfortunate but yeah i wanted to shout out to marty because he's he's goaded was it it, it was worth watching you, you'd recommend watching it i would like to see it again um I don't think I'll do it in theater because three hours and 26 minutes is a hell of a commitment for a movie theater experience. But um, I would like to watch it again to make sure that I am right. But I do think it was very, very good. 
the the Bollywood action movie score did. It was hard to overcome, admittedly. <laughs> did a lot for you. I'm sure yeah, that was I'm a good a, film. I'm not a huge Martin Scorsese like his movies. I know that they're great. I know that like they're objectively like really good. But like that's not the kind of movie that I enjoy. Like I probably would have enjoyed that Bollywood action movie. <laughs> like I'm a I'm literally an iPad kid at heart. I don't want any plot. I don't want anything. Just give me fun cars flying around the world. Give me like like Fast and Furious is probably one of my favorite movie series. And I know that they're terrible. And I know that the movies stink. But I enjoy every second of Dom Toretto and whoever the Rock's character is. Just saving the world for no reason. Family. You know what's a good movie series, though? That has everything you want? How to Train Your Dragon. Amen to that. Dang right. Dang, Dang good right. series. Dang Amen good to series. that. That's so good. I literally uh, cried at the end of the third one. As you should. One of the best animated perfect. trilogies of all time. That's right. The best. Um, my my go of the week is going to be going to be slightly similar uh, to a movie theater experience. Uh this weekend, Olivia and I went to see uh, the new Hunger Games. Very good. Oh, same. Very, very. It, it was good. I liked it a lot. That's it not. Was that's great. not good of the week though. This, this is that. That's setting it up beforehand. Wait, we the had new about, Hunger Games. It's <laughs> about a. Uh, yeah, it's about you know President, President Snow, Snow. The, the main antagonist of the movies. Uh, I know who that his is, upbringing. Yeah, yeah it's good. Oh, it was, I don't I enjoyed care it. about that then. Um, it's really good. It's good. It makes you want to really like good. him, but but the go of the week is. Uh, about 30 minutes to kill before, before the movie started. Line, we were hungry. Line at Taco Mama was out the door. So we called ahead and say, how long will it take for chips and queso? And they said to go. said to go. So then they, they were like, we'll have it ready right now. So we went to the front of the line, got chips and queso, sat outside with a space heater outside of Taco Mama, had a little chips and dip. About 30 minutes for the movie started, and it was awesome. Uh, paid too nice. much for it, but it was awesome <laughs> watching the line not move. And they were hungry, and we were not. Um, so, uh, calling ahead going to be my go to the week. Love that. Yeah. Shout out calling ahead. No, it's Call funny ahead. because my entire job is like building relationships and talking to people. But if I'm getting food, there's no chance that I'm going up to the register and ordering it. I will mm-hmm. always order it ahead. Uh-huh. I Except probably have every app on his phone. I probably <laughs> have 5,000 Chipotle points from just ordering mm-hmm. ahead. Like hey, I don't, I don't want to tell you that I want double chicken. That's kind of embarrassing. Like get one portion, <laughs> you fat so. No, <laughs> the security of ordering ahead on the app is life changing, and it has changed my I'm life. I'm with you, and I advocate it to everyone. If I could afford the uh, that company shipped, where where they'll deliver your groceries mm-hmm. for you, if I could afford it. Best thing ever because I think the grocery store is my least favorite place on earth. I hate the grocery store. I hate it so miserable. much, dude. Miserable experience. The only I, time I I've ever enjoyed. Oh yes, I was literally about to say the only time I ever enjoyed grocery shopping is like uh, me and Alex would go to Kroger at like one a.m. and just get everything we needed and then go home when we lived. It was so easy to shop it. So it, no midnight. one there. Oh, it's great. That's the only time I ever enjoyed it though. Yeah, now Alex can't go out at midnight for his safety. <laughs> that's no cap i be getting anxiety attacks in grocery stores it's the only place that i <laughs> that i have anxiety i swear to god i don't want people watching me and being like oh you chose that like not the healthy version i'm like i don't care if it, i yeah. want it I, i'm pay I'm, i want the fun the fun food I want the yeah i food. my grocery that's why we went at 2 a.m we, we yeah. had little debbie out the wazoo 
my grocery trips look like a literal child did the grocery shopping, <laughs> like a like a seven year old. Okay, I bought a whole ciabatta baguette today for two dollars. Wow! And it was awesome. It just Is that ate a value it you find by hand in the grocery. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not crazy. Come on, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't make it to the car. <laughs> you start, like, they they rigged, they rigged <laughs> that up first. He started chomping on it in the line. No, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Self checkout every time. He just he he just kept the sticker. Avoid he human interaction. It was an empty bag. Something about a register, man. <laughs> oh, that's on. good. Uh, Taylor, Taylor, your last. Go ahead. Yeah, to keep it light. Uh, my go to the week is my mother. Sheree. she had uh, a couple surgeries to remove yeah. different no uh, things from her body, uh, and they were we were scared that she may have had cancer. Uh, but she does. She's cancer free. Heck yeah. Hey, shout out. So shout out my mother. Uh, My go to the league. Good job, mom. Me and Lily were sitting. We we took the tie and Taylor seats. And so we were sitting and she's like, yeah, like, I don't think I'll be here next week. Like, I'm kind of getting surgery. There's a mass in my throat. We're like, what? (laughs) How are you just casually (laughs) talking about that? Just dropped it on you. That's 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 very okay. She's like, I don't know if it's cancer or not. Like, we'll just kind of find out. Wow. She was, she was playing. Uh, she was playing. Uh, playing it off. She's. I think she's pretty anxious, but we got good news. So. W. Love that. As always, uh, forever, we are an anti-cancer podcast. Anti. Anti. Miss Cherie, uh, a few weeks ago, walked up to me before the Auburn game. Said, "Hey, do you need a ticket? Because I want to make sure you're taken care of." Miss Cherie, thank you. <laughs> sat sat with uh. With with the the elder the elder Barker parents and uh, and Seth, we took a family picture together. It was awesome. Elder, the the, the elder Barkers, which were the parents. I was so confused, and I was there. Yeah, it that was that was a a minute ago. It was earlier in the season, but f- taking a family pic and sending it to Ty and Taylor was one of my favorite things I think I've ever done. Just took a family. It's good pic. moment. Good moment. Wholesome. Good cl- good clean fun. Good. I mean, that's good clean fun. Just like the. FGM lay of the week. Come on. Man. And we've been hot, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you. This, on has, fire. Been, this has been a, this has been great success. Um, that's my <laughs> Borat impression. We've really, we've killed it. Um, what did we end up going last week? I know I lost finally. Because I, I think UNC, mine, me and Brady were the only ones. I, was, I hit for the first time. There you go. So neither, we can't, unfortunately <clears throat> for the, for the people who listen, me, Brady and Seth are the, the cornerstones of this podcast were the ones that have been on every episode. Everyone else is interchangeable. Every trial run, every practice. <laughs> Literally every iteration. Unfortunately, it appears that me and Brady cannot win the same week. So no. we might be cooked. We're cooked. Hey, I feel like Taylor would have been here every podcast if he wasn't uh, COVID. The, That's true. He did have sick. COVID got me. Now he's saving lives left and right. No. Shouts out, shout out to the healthcare community. Let's uh, let's. Uh, I think this week could be a bounce back week for us. We only got four of us on the pod. I know same was last week, but it don't matter. We're not thinking about that. Four of us on the pod. We let's, have four experts now. <laughs> I'm Owen too, but yes, we call me an expert. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I went out and phoned a friend this week. So we're gonna wow. see celebrity pick. Yeah, let's little celeb pick. All so right, we're gonna who, see what we like. Who wants to go first? I guess I've been talking. I can go first. Uh, go ahead, pal. 
So, like I said, I phoned a friend. We both like this pick. Uh, give give me OSU plus three and a half. That's Ohio State, the Ohio State University. I was about to say, Over there's three Michigan. OSUs you could be talking yeah, that's, about. That's my bad. Not Oregon State, nor Oklahoma State, Ohio State University. Uh, I, you know, we as a as a group, me and this guy, aren't sure Michigan's offense could keep up. I'm not a fan of J.J. McCarthy personally. Watched zero of his games this year. Not a fan uh, just of who he is as a person mostly. So I like OSU plus three and a half. I think they're a better team. And uh, especially what well, they lost the last two. Who? I think, I don't yes. know. If, just, I don't yes. know if Ryan Day has beat Jim. Harbaugh. I don't think he has either. I think that changes this this week. Go, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Shouts out the Buckeyes. Um, shout them out. I got that eye. Last <clears throat> pod, or no? Yeah, last pod. I said that Marvin Harrison Jr. should be in New York. Miles I, don't Mar- he, I don't know if he should be. The stats aren't. Stats aren't what I thought they were. The, there's there's no, there's a couple of receivers with equally impressive stats. So I, I sort of I will never send that. I think it'd just be the three quarterbacks. Still think Jane Daniels should win it. I still think Bo Nix is going to win it. But that's that's where I stand on that. Speaking of what Bo Nix, what stat line would uh sorry to interrupt you. What stat line would Marvin Harrison need to do against Michigan? To I put think him in if, New York for you. If he did like somewhere between eight and twelve catches. For somewhere between 180 and 230, I think okay. I think you could you could talk yourself into it. Depending on what everyone else does, like if he goes out there and just goes like 15 catches for 300 yards, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, he probably ends If up he has York. like that Justin Jefferson versus Oklahoma game, yeah, like if he does dumb numbers, yeah, you send him there. But I think do they if have it's, to win? Yes. Yeah. Dumb number. Dumb numbers and a loss. They have to win. Yeah. Nah. Dumb numbers, dumb numbers and a loss. He's not. Numbers. He's not New York. Uh, his, his, his numbers are his even numbers close are to Malik enough. Neighbors. Yeah, Malik Neighbors. Um. Yeah, dumb numbers and a win could do it, but the numbers have to, like I said, they have to be pretty, pretty dumb. Um. Do we get Gus Johnson calling him Maserati Marv? Do we get that? We do, right? Do we get yeah. it? As in, like. He is he We're calling the game every is he on the game? He's on, oh, okay, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Maserati, Ma. Um, so Oklahoma State, dang it, Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> plus three. Uh, and a half. What was the, what was the line? Plus three and a half. That's right. Plus three and, three and, and a half. half. I'm I'm writing her down right now. Appreciate Thanks, that, Brady. Yeah. Seth, uh, you want to go ahead and take us next? Yeah, I'm going to stay with a, a red team. Um, are, is Scarlet red? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like rivalry Rutgers? week. <clears throat> this is a better basketball rivalry. I'm going to go with Louisville against Kentucky. Louisville minus seven at home. I think Kentucky's Ooh. terrible. I think Mark Stoops has it beat like a ranked team or like a like a power five team in like forever. Fraud watch. He's probably about like a 730. Mm. Much like because like no one thinks. I don't know. Two years ago, people thought he was the next great coach. Like look at him now. Six and five at Kentucky. I think Louisville is the better team. They're hot. Jeff Brom has them cooking. Are they going to win the ACC championship? They might. With George Ramsdale, that's a lot more interesting of a conversation now. But yeah, Louisville minus seven. I think they end up winning by double digits. Hey, uh, if I may, talk about Jordan Travis a little bit. Let's talk about him. Let's have a conversation 
about Florida State, guys, we forget they're still an undefeated playoff team right now. We forget they're it, still a great team. Now, great program. Do they do, great program? Top tier job. Uh, a place you wouldn't go to A&M over. A place you might go to Auburn over, you know, Blue Bloods <laughs> of football. You wouldn't go to A&M over, and I promise you that. Um, no, here's, here's the thing. We forget Florida State is still a really good team, but losing Jordan Travis is obviously going to probably lower your ceiling. Does it lower your floor? And and when I say floor, are you going to drop a game like Auburn did to New Mexico State? Probably not with Florida State, right? Probably not with that roster. It's light years ahead of Auburn's. What I'm getting at is, this week, Florida State plays in the Swamp at Florida, where Florida's lost before, all right? The Swamp is not – it might be rocking on Saturday, but I don't think it's enough. I, I don't think the Swamp's going to be enough because I think it's a bad, poorly coached Billy Napier team in Florida. Give me Florida State by six and a half in the Swamp. Uh, put themselves in the ACC championship to, to risk it all against Louisville because Florida's a bad team. I don't, I don't know. It, it, I think Jordan Travis lowers the ceiling, not the floor. Seth hates my pick right now. Hates don't it. love it. Hates it. That's Listen, the Swamp's no Jordan Hare. Turmoil. It's a tough place to play. I think they it end is. up winning by like a field goal at the end. So you would prefer money line. Who is their quarterback? Um, I, his name is Jake. Gosh, I, I think I just had. It's like Tate Rotomaker. Yeah, Tate Rodemaker. Tate Rodemaker. He threw for 200 against UNA, although it was, he was 13 of 23, which I didn't love. I do but think that literally at every position they're better. And Graham Mertz just got hurt, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Florida, Florida starting QB. Backup QB line, off? Hey, if there's one thing Brady is, he's a ball knower. And so... <clears throat> um, BKB. I will say this. I was, I have a pick. I was looking at some other uh, options, and the uh, screen was loading. And it for a second, it had Ole Miss um, as a one and a half point dog to Mississippi State. Hammer that one! <laughs> and I was going to yeah. tell you to put your life savings on that. Yeah, <laughs> put your your brother and your sisters their life savings. Yeah, on. like I was deeply, deeply confused there. Um, it's not. That's not the. That's not the line. It's it's Ole Miss uh, favored by eleven and a half. Ten and a half, isn't it? Eleven and a half. Um, I'm see. I'm looking. You know, I still kind of like it. Yeah, I think Ole Miss definitely wins that game by more than eleven and a half. Um, yeah. they're just simply significantly better. Let me see here. I'm not seeing anything I love. Is the issue? So I'm just gonna have to stick with my original gut plan. This is gonna mm-hmm. sound a lot like Ty. Um, what I'm about to say. Oh, is it? Is it not say? The- I I was wondering. Is it Oregon? It is. So is it not the Iowa I, under? Well, obviously, you should always take the Iowa under. Um, I'm trying to switch something obviously. up here. I think Oregon slams the door, man. I think one. It's fourteen. Here's the issue. It's it's huge. It's a huge number, and I get why you wouldn't take it, but the payout might. I don't know. I don't know if that's how that works. Actually, um, no. It's the exact same odds. That's tough. Um, so you might should take Oregon State, but I think that makes sense. Um, I think 14. I think Oregon sort of slams the door on any of the. I think they go into the Pac-12 championship game as sort of a touchdown favorite, maybe a touchdown favorite, depending on how Washington comes out and plays against Washington State. I think Oregon's good. I think Bo Nix is good. Um, 
Seth disagrees. Oregon State's defense is good, right? They're, surely they're a top 50 defense. They're good. Do, do we have those um, statistics on hand, Seth? They're, or? they're, they're ranked 33rd in the nation's scoring defense. They, so, they have a pretty good defense. And I think is, they're, they're offensive pace. Like they're slow the game. That's true. They really do. Um, but man, am I going to talk myself into Oregon State while trying to explain why it should be Oregon? 14 is should a lot. 14 is a big number. I I saw it originally at eleven and a half, which might have been a different number because the screen was being weird. But um, yeah. let me just take Oregon money line. too. You could take more. You could take Oregon money line. I do think there's that no shame win, in certainly no um, shame in an ML. No shame, <laughs> especially on a on a parlay like this. You got to um, have some that makes sense. I will know? say it could. The weather could not be more perfect this weekend. There. Um, oh, air sunny it skies, out. football weather, 50, 50 degrees. That's ball weather. I, I think I you know what? Tell me. Oregon State money lot. No, I'm kidding. That would be wild. <laughs> <laughs> I just completely flipped everything. Uh I think God, I'm torn now. See, we've 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 I've talked myself in circles and I don't know which one to go with. But I'm gonna stick with my gut. Oregon slams the door. You're like the Israelites. Wins it by 17. Covers. I like it. It's a bold oh, prediction, I as always. Slam the eye under. I will under. Slam that door shut. Go to the championship. We'll see. You know, Oregon, Washington. This but, game's not played in Hollywood. It's played like on the it. grass. They're That's playing right. for clicks. We're playing for wins. I think we're that pretty much awesome. saying we're pretty much saying this is a this is a four legger. And if you just want to make more money, just go ahead and make it a five legger. Throw Iowa under in there. Always. It, it's just it's just free money, free odds. I think it, what what is it this week? Does anyone twenty eight and a half? La- I think is what it's twenty eight and a half. They, yeah, they play okay. Nebraska. Abysmal Nebraska. It's two good football teams. Well, Friday, Iowa Friday firing firing their offensive coordinator seven weeks before the end of the season, but letting it's, him play out the rest of the year is awesome. It's the coach's son. The more teams should do that. They should just be like, yeah, he's out of here. <laughs> I think like, they should just embrace it. Imagine your dad firing you. I, hey, man, you suck. You're the problem, son. I raised you poorly. Well, no, they, they set the ultimatum at the end, at the beginning of the year. It's like you have to average above 28 points a game or you're fired. Something like mm-hmm. that. That was an awesome boy graphic is, for a while. Has he been under Showing that. the points going up a mountain. And he was statistically <laughs> eliminated week three. I forgot how to posted it, but. Who are pushing that boulder right now? <laughs> but em- embrace embrace the identity of winning a game ten to seven every single week. I mean, they're what nine and two, eight and two. Yeah, I think they're. Auburn, I think they're going to. Auburn make the just got beat by twenty one at home to New Mexico State. Here's the thing, though: if Auburn was in the Big Ten West, we'd probably be eight and two. We'd be seven and three. It's a terrible, terrible division. Um. That no, that that is the the worst division in probably college football. Uh, maybe I don't know. Nah, the ACC. Did the ACC <laughs> have divisions? Because it's one of the ACCs. Uh, they used uh, to. I don't think they do anymore. Atlantic and Coastal, right? I don't think they do anymore. Or at least that'd be, the, <laughs> that'd be so dumb. Imagine if the ACC divisions were South and East. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay, Brady, what are we looking at here? For the lay of the week. Lay of the week, we're looking at Ohio State Lock. plus three and a half. Oregon 
minus 14 and a half. Louisville Lock. by seven. Lock. And Florida State, six and a half. Lock. Sounds like four locks. Lock. Sounds like four. And Iowa under. Sounds like five locks. Sounds about like 10 locks. Hey, here's here's what you want to do. Here's what you want to do. If you don't believe in us, mm. tail us anyway. Hedge us with mm. even whatever the amount of money you put on us. Double it. Put it on Iowa's under. <laughs> and just and just right. Hey, also, you know, we were talking about before the Steelers and the Browns played, and I think their under was at like thirty-five. And we were talking how that's going to be the ugliest game in the world, thirteen to ten, I think. Mm. So, our Patreon members would have gotten what minus one ten fifty dollars. It was a it was a five U bet. Easy. Five U's easy. Look, if there's there's enough, if I don't know what I was saying, if we know anything, it's Smash Mouth football, and especially the worst kind of it, and that's what Iowa does. That's what Steelers Browns was, and that's what we do here at the FGM podcast, the Future Genius podcast. As always, brought to you by apparently Fresca, um, but with a splash of cranberry juice. It's important to note that we are not sponsored. In any way, I think like legally on our end now, it's become important to note that we're not sponsored by Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Watch the uh, watch the Seahawks beat the Niners. That's a prediction. I'm not really confident enough to say bet on it, but that's that's a little prediction for you. Um, enjoy your family, enjoy the season, enjoy the wildly overrated food that you're gonna you're gonna eat dry yeah. turkey and uh get ready for rivalry week it's a big week in college mm-hmm. football get you a cold beer sit in front of the tv don't move all day and uh join us next time here on the uh, future teams podcast thanks shout out sisyphus